Good evening, it's Wednesday night again, and I hope you're having a good week. Um, we are going to be continuing with our uh, series on God's, uh, our man's desires and God's paradoxes. So, uh, once again, we want to be sure that uh, if you've not been tuning in with us on the, on the series, that you understand what a, a paradox is. Uh, a paradox is a tenet contrary to common opinion. A statement that is seemingly contrary or opposed to common sense and is yet true. We talk about uh, using our common sense in our life and we talk about using good judgment and uh, human beings being what we are have a tendency to just assume that what we think is right and what we think about stuff is, is the correct way to, to proceed and, and, the, and the correct way to try to solve issues and make decisions. Uh, but God's Word makes it very clear that God's ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts and that God's ways of, of dealing with uh, issues in our life oftentimes are, are quite different than what our ways and means are in, of dealing with those things. So uh, it's a pretty good study to look at the fundamental desires of, of, of people and um, understanding what God says and what God's uh, instructions are and God's wisdom is concerning how to, how to meet those desires. So tonight we're looking at another desire uh, that we have that most everybody has in their life and we're going to look at God's ways of handling it. Tonight uh, we're looking at the desire to be secure. Um, a lot of talk these days going on about security, personal security, the stock market doing what it's doing and our investments and the and uh, whether there's going to be enough uh, hamburger at Wendy's, those kinds of things. And so a lot of things about uh, are we living in, a, in insecure times and a lot of talk about that on, on, the, on the news. So mankind has a desire to be secure. We want to be safe. So what does God have to say about that? The, um, we're going to start off with some, some, uh, some slides that are going to be coming onto your screen and I want you to, uh, and, and following it up with some, some scriptures uh, about, about trying to secure or trying to ensure our own security. So the first, uh, first one we want to talk about is uh, the desire to be secure, is that uh, desire to be secure is desiring to, to attain my own security. The desire to attain my own security can be a form of rebellion and idolatry. Now that may seem a bit strange, but that's uh, uh, scripture makes that pretty clear. We're going to be looking at the book of Deuteronomy tonight, and also in, in, in Proverbs, and but primarily in the book of Deuteronomy. So uh, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 29, and we'll begin reading there, because we want to talk about this business of uh, trying to provide for your own security being a form of rebellion and idolatry. Deuteronomy 29 verse 18. Make sure there is no man or woman, clan or tribe among you, whose heart turns away from the Lord our God to go and worship the gods of other nations. This section of Deuteronomy is Moses giving essentially final instructions before he's going to be taken up to heaven. He, he's, he's, he's teaching the children of Israel his final teachings and his final instructions about how to maintain and how to uphold and live under a covenant relationship with God. 
And in this 29th and 30th chapter, in this, in this little verse, he talks about two things. He said, he said uh, you're going to be tempted to reject uh, God's ways and means of, of providing for you and, and being your God. He is telling the Israelites that your natural inclinations are going to be different than God's in inclinations. And so when you reject God's ways and means, the Bible calls that rebellion. And, and I'm going to rebel against God's word. I'm going to rebel against his precepts and his principles. And um, the Old Testament even says that rebellion is like witchcraft. And the, the, um, it, is a, it is as serious an offense to God as worshiping demons. So when I'm trying to secure my own, or trying to ensure my own security, that can be a form of rebellion because I reject God's ways and means and I'm going to go in my own ways and means. And then I'm going to replace God's ways and means uh, with what I think we ought to do. All right, And so that is a form of idolatry. Whenever I replace God's truth with my truth, then that can become an idol in my life. We've talked a lot about that in, in the, the days of Moses and the Israelites. The idols were stone and wood and, and creeping things and created things and those kinds of things. And people would, would worship those, those things and they would make an idol out of that. We, we're a little bit more sophisticated these days and our idols are a little bit less obvious than that, but they're idols nonetheless. Um, and we can make an idol of trying to ensure and provide for our own security so that we feel safe in the land, that, that we feel like we're in control and that we are safe. So the uh, uh, desiring to attain my own security is a form of idolatry and rebellion. Uh, number two, striving to attain my own security is a foolish and it is a futile undertaking. A foolish and futile undertaking. Now, in the 30th chapter um, of Deuteronomy, uh, excuse me, we're going to continue on with the 29th chapter. Let's go back to, to, to Deuteronomy 29 beginning in verse 19. We're talking about trying to uh, attain my own security as being a foolish and a futile undertaking. Verse 19 says, when such a person hears the words of this oath, he invokes a blessing on himself and therefore thinks, I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way. This will bring disaster on the watered land as well as the dry. He was, Moses was a keen observer of human nature. And he is telling the people that uh, to make sure that no man or woman rejects God's ways and follows the, the idols and follows the gods of the land that they had, had come through. But then he said, now I know, what you, I know how you folks are. You're going to think that by giving lip service to God, I'm going to say that I'm a follower of God and his precepts. And I'm going to assume that when I do that, by, by doing that, that I am invoking a blessing on myself. That by, by giving lip service to God, that God is now obligated to bless me and I'm going to uh, possess 
a, a, a blessing on myself and I can say in my heart, then that means I can go ahead, go ahead on out there and live however I want to do. And, uh, and that, is a, that is a foolish thing to do. And it's also futile because God says if you do that, that is an affront to God and it will bring disaster on you. It is foolish and is futile striving to attain our own security. The Bible talks a lot about these two things. Futility, futile efforts, and foolish efforts. Um, the, the word futility is more and more of a modern word than appears in like the King James Version of the Bible. When, when, you, when you see futile being a, a word translated uh, in, into English, uh, in, in the Old Testament, that word is usually translated uh, vain or vanity. In the New Testament, it is translated uh, uh, useless. And so it's a, it's a concept of, of literally being uh, worthless or poorly thought out. The, uh, when, when I'm doing something that is futile, then I am putting forth effort, I'm putting forth a tremendous amount of effort, and I'm trying to do something that is uh, is basically not not thought out well. It's 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 a it's done without reason. And the the mystery behind futile thinking is that I believe that I am being reasonable. I believe that I am being logical. I believe that I am being honest with myself about my motives and those kinds of things. And yet I have I have been deceived. I've deceived myself or I've been deceived by outward circumstances and what I'm doing is in fact without reason and it is without value but the, 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 the terrible thing is is that it is without reason and without value at the, all the while I am believing that it is reasonable and it is valuable. That makes it futile. Okay. Then there's foolish. Now the Bible has a lot to say about being foolish also. Striving to attain my own security proves to be foolish as well as futile. It is a very interesting study to do an Old Testament word study on what it means to be foolish. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, is full of statements about being foolish. Uh, I, that, may be, that may be an interesting series to do sometime about being a fool. Uh, but basically, there are three Hebrew words uh, that are usually translated into English as fool or, fu or futile. I mean, fool or foolish. The, uh, one of them, uh, I'll, I'll call it the word meaning a simple fool. A simple fool is somebody who just doesn't know any better. They haven't been trained. They haven't been taught. Uh, they're just simple and they just don't know any better. That's a particular kind of fool or word that is translated to be fool in the book of Proverbs. The second word that is oftentimes translated to be fool or foolish in Proverbs is what I call the silly fool. Now the, 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 the silly fool is a guy who is, who is slow. He, he's kind of thick-headed. He just doesn't learn very fast. Uh, even though you're, you know, he's falling down and beating his head, uh, and, you know, he doesn't learn very fast. It's it's interesting that it, that the that the word uh, for the silly fool, the, the Hebrew word is kasel. The silly fool, fool uh, 
a person who gets drunk on wine, gets drunk on alcohol, and, and falls down and stumbles and you know gets drunk and you know, staggers around, they're called a cassell. They're called a silly fool. Uh, the third word that is talked about can be translated, and I, and I call it the settled fool. A uh, settled fool is somebody who actually believes the, the silliness that they have been doing. They actually believe the lies. They believe that uh, their view of what is truth and what is not truth, and, and uh, they, they believe that that is the, the way to go. They have, they have intentionally and willfully and knowingly rejected God's truth, and they are settled in their foolishness. Now, in the New Testament, these people are called deceived. Okay, and they're called reprobate minds, and those kinds of words are used in the New Testament. So, so you have you have the simple fool, you have the silly fool, and you have the settled fool. Now, an interesting uh, uh, passage in in Proverbs uh, 28 that says that the that the person who tries to attain their own security, who tries to to take care of themselves, is a fool. The word there is for the silly fool. The it is cassell, and they this this is the the, the person who is just just uh, they're not stupid because stupid means I do not have the ability to learn. Okay, but they they are foolish because they have not learned, even though they've had opportunity. They've been sluggish. They've been they've been lazy. They've been disregarded. They've been careless, and they have chosen not to take advantage of the lessons and the realities that that have been afforded them and that a person trying to attain their own security is a silly fool they are thick-headed and they do not do smart stuff so trying to attain striving to attain um, my own security is a foolish and is a futile proposition it is just like the guy who gives lip service to God in Deuteronomy and then decides and says to himself, well, that means that because I've done this, I am free to pursue my own ends and my own directions. The third thing about providing for my own security is that security is actually a conditional blessing. Security and experiencing personal security is a blessing from God, but it is a conditional blessing from God. And it comes, security is a conditional blessing that is experienced by trusting and obeying God. In the same sermons in Deuteronomy that uh, Moses was telling the people, Deuteronomy 30, just the next chapter, in verse 15 and 16, it says, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, and keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering in to possess. Security is something that we strive to attain for ourselves. And striving to attain it for ourselves, it can become idolatrous and it can lead us into rebellion against God's ways. When we try to attain our security ourselves, we are practicing a foolish thing and we're practicing a futile thing because ultimately we cannot consistently establish our own security. God says, I'm going to take care of you.
because security is a blessing from God. But it's a conditional blessing that comes when we are trusting and obeying God. Are you feeling a little bit out of control? Are you feeling out a little, a little insecure in this time of, of uh, coronavirus pandemic? We hear a lot of people saying, we're going, we're going to trust God. And we're going to see our way through it. He's going to take care of us. And that's true. Okay, you know, God's going to take care of us. But there's another side to that. We're trusting God. Are we obeying God? Are we giving lip service to trusting God, assuming that by giving lip service that we now have invoked a blessing of God of security on us and then we continue to live our life the way we want to? That's a bit of a sobering thought. Personal security, a blessing from God, is a contingent blessing based on trust and obedience. So as we're going through our pandemic exercises, as we're, as we're living a day in a day that's not as secure as it was just a couple of months ago, and we're feeling a bit unsettled, we're hearing a lot about trusting God. But how much are we hearing about obeying God? We need to be doing both. We need to be aware of areas of our life where we're not following the teachings and the Word of God. Ask God to show us those things. Let's don't be the silly fool. Let's don't be thick-headed. Let's don't be slow and dull to learn the lessons that we're needing to learn. Um, I, I had, a, I had a, an appointment with, a, with a, some folks just recently having problems in the marriage. There had been unfaithfulness on part of one of the people in the marriage and uh, a long-standing issues within this marriage. And, and the person I was talking to was very upset and distraught about the possibility of the marriage ending by his, by his spouse divorcing him. And so uh, I told him, I said, look, you know, here's what you ought to do. And I, and I gave him wisdom from God about how to um, proceed with trying to restore the relationship. Um, went home, apparently did what I said, which was good. Called me back and said, everything's fine. I've been forgiven and we're going to move on. Everything's great. And I said, great. God, you know, God is, God is good. I'm glad that you did that. I'm glad, that, glad you're experiencing that. But I also said to him, I said, but there are things in this relationship that are, that are going to need to be addressed. Just because there's been forgiveness for the unfaithfulness uh, doesn't automatically mean that the things that brought about the crisis in the in the marriage in the first place have all been dealt with. Um, so you've invoked a blessing on yourself by obeying the the command of God to seek forgiveness and seek reconciliation, and I commend you for that. But I'm warning you that you can now go on and pursue your marriage relationship the way you've done in the past. That's a foolish and futile thing to do. The same principle applies in trying to secure our own or to attain our own security. Giving lip service to God, thinking that we're okay with God, and then going on and continuing to do as we have done in the past. Are we trusting God? Are we obeying Him? That's the best way to find security. I challenge you to pray about that, think about that, and don't be thick-headed. Don't be dull. Learn from the lessons that are being put forth by our circumstances so that we can experience the kind of security that will be meaningful and beneficial to us all. 
Good talking to you tonight, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.